0: Not today, Bubba. Go get him, Bubba. Ooh, love you. Not today, Bubba. Gordy. Gordy. Can I bother you second? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome. The only place you need to be for the next 45 minutes is the Burlingum Show. Sit back. Relax. Enjoy the madness here of the show. Starting off with the madness to get us cooking, ready to rock and roll. The man himself, Gerard Gilphone. We start every show with Gerard Gilphone on our quest to hit ten thousand dollars through our sponsor with BetMGM. We're gonna hammer away some picks. We got a little bit of a dra- little bit of drama that we need to kind of get ironed out here with Jersey Jerry as well. You know, it, it, it's hard with Jerry because a lot of it builds up throughout the weekend to get to the episode here on Tuesday. So I, I don't want to. I don't want to have it with him or have the conversation that, or the drama that we have with him without the people on the show hearing it first. Cause I want that, that energy you're going to get out of Jerry Don. So sometimes you just got to let it sit and marinate a little bit for the betterment of the show. Little something cooking with Jersey Jerry as always let's bring him in right now. The young man himself, the Jersey native, that is Gerard Gilfone. Gerard Gilfone are you with us? Gerard Gilfone are you with us Jerry Diesel there he is Jerry Don talk to me what do you got cooking Jerry Don give me something good you hear me Bob I could hear you all right Jerry Don give me something good good how you doing today Bobby I'm doing okay and you know what it sounds like I'm doing a whole lot better than while you're doing Jerry Don no, I'm doing all right, Bob. I'm Are you doing, doing all right? All right? Yeah, I'm hanging in there. I'm what, hanging if I in- go ahead and, what if I go, I go ahead and play the folks of the show here, the voicemail that you sent me this weekend? Yeah, go ahead. Let me ask you something, Jer, okay? Yeah. And we're going to be playing this in just a second here. Benny, if you could go ahead and fire that up in just a second here. I get a voicemail from you this weekend, okay? Yeah. You lost to your buddy, Tattoo Louie, who comes over and do your dad's, Who is was Tattoo Louie at your ex, your dad's ex-inmate? Yeah, cellmate, cellmate. Now you call me and you hit an Antonio Brown prop bet in our account. And what you requested for me to do was to take the money out of our betting account to cash out in order to give you the money for what you lost to Tattoo Louie. Yeah. And yeah. what I said to you, Jerry, was I would give you money myself, but tell me the situation that's going on. Tell the folks here the money that you lost to your friend, Tattoo Louie, who was supposed to be your friend. Well, here's how it went. Um, I tried to keep it on the down low for a couple of weeks. Tattoo Louie hits me up and says, hey, if you want any tattoos in advance, I'll give you a steep discount. Jer, you mind taking the mask off? Is there a reason you have a mask on in your basement right now? Go ahead. No, I was just writing out some prescriptions. Go ahead. Anyway, <coughs> so a couple weeks ago, Tattoo Louie hits me up and says, Hey, Jer, Poppy, um, I'm doing tattoos in advance. You can pay in advance, and you'll get a 50% discount. Now, I was in the market for a leg sleeve. That runs about $10,000. Tattoo Louie said, do you have room on your leg for it? you? got some, do you have, is there, a I do. I, my legs, I don't have any tattoos. Okay. So I was thinking about getting a leg sleeve. So I said, okay, Tattoo Louie, how much for a full sleeve for the leg? He said 10,000. But if I give him the five grand up front, that's all it would be was five grand. Now, also at that time, you're paying, Visa, you need to tell me you're paying, it cost you $5,000 to get a full leg sleeve. What do you want to get the Mona Lisa on your leg? I want to fill up the whole left leg, everything, thigh, calf, ankle, everything, the whole nine. So I, I thought it was a good idea. And he all, and the reason I thought it was a good idea too, is he said he's going to take the 2,500, um, half of, half of the 5,000. He was going to invest a little bit in Bitcoin. Now, come to find out, Tattoo Louie has no idea about Bitcoin because he has not returned a phone call. Now, oh Jesus Christ, Jerry! <laughs> so now I'm stuck here, five thousand in the hole here. Now, with, but, but, with but nothing, Jerry. When 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 he accepted the cash from you, you mean to tell me that you knew that he was going to invest into Bitcoin with your money? Yeah, I did. And he said, listen, if he makes over a 20% profit on the investment, he would give me 10% back. Give you 10% back, Jerry. You're giving the guy $2,500 to get 10% return on the money that you invested. No, 10% on the profits, Bob. Exactly. 10% on the profits. How much was he willing to go in? What is he put in 50 K himself? I have no idea. I haven't heard from him, Bob, but, but. But so here's my thing, Jerry, and I would always help you. But don't you think? I mean, look, no disrespect to Tattoo Louis, okay? The guy who is the the ex inmate of your dad, the ex cellmate of your dad, right out of the gate. Am I crazy to say? Doesn't he lose a little credibility right out of the gate right there, Jer? You know, I, I didn't. I, I never would have thought this would happen. You know, we looked at him like family, Tattoo Louis. And to come to find out, you know, his true colors were shown here. Tattoo Louis is a fraud. <laughs> Tattoo Louis is absolutely. <laughs> Tattoo Louis is fraudulent. It was never Tattoo Louis. It was never Tattoo Louis, Jerry. No. And and what do you think he knows? I I, I mean about Bitcoin. Is there any chance that he calls you back and next thing you know, Tattoo Louis got fifteen k for you? I don't think so. I I, I think this one is. This, I don't need. One... I to be quite frank with you, Jerry. I don't think so either. No, I think this one is going to uh this one's going to be in the funny papers this one. And and so you you have two responses to this, Jerry. You your your first plan of action is to call me and you cash the Antonio prop brown prop that was absolutely spectacular. And I commend you for that, Jer. And You know what? It got us right back into the action, so I love that. And I'm here to help you, Jerry. You're my guy. You always will be. I love you, Jerry Dunn. I said it on the podcast right here. I say to you all the time, I love you, Jerry Don. Love you too, Bobby. Now, and I want to help, but it's just so outrageous. First off, it's not going to come from the bad MGM account. And I can't, I can't give you money for doing something so stupid. Now, Tattoo Louie's nowhere to be found. No, he's gone. I, um, The phone is off. I mean, my first guess is that, 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 uh, that he took the money and run. But my second guess is, you know, maybe one day he'll come back, you know. Well, but, and uh, now also, too, you have an empty canvas on your leg. Yes, correct. That uh, that tattoo is actually not going to happen now. So it's not going to happen now. Your leg is going to stay bare, which, by the way, Jer, it may not be the worst thing. You have how many tattoos right now? I got about 16, 17 tattoos right now. Your blood looks like a Sharpie right now, Jer. Yep. So you're, you're, you, you lose 5k total because you were going to invest half of it to tattoo Louie, half of it was going to go as a down payment to your tattoos. You're in the hole right there. Jer, what I, what I said to you is the way to get this money back is to start hitting bets, what you are doing. You are hot. Why don't you just keep the blue collar job, keep the bets going where it is, but you respond with, with with a fund that you call the Dr. Jerry Don fund, you get a pair, you have your sister run out to the store to get you a pair of scrubs. And, and your, your plan is to, to start charging cameos for life advice. So now you're going to use the fans to, to, to charge them to give you life advice. The same guy that is charging cameos is the same guy that just dished out $5,000 to put a down payment on a leg sleeve tattoo and Bitcoin investment to a convicted felon. Why, why did Tattoo Louie go to jail in the first place, Don? That was that was for murder. Oh, Jesus. But let me ask you something, Bobby. <laughs> sure, go ahead, Don. Let me ask you. And you said it yourself last week. When Jerry Don talks... People listen. I did say that and I, I confirm that. So here's where I'm going with this. Who better than me? There's nobody better than me. Oh, you want questions answered. I got all the answers. Maybe I don't ever take my own advice, but I give the best advice. That's why I'm dishing out prescriptions now. I'm diagnosing people. There was just a guy earlier today who sent me a message he wanted to date his best friend's sister. I recommended two doses of hallucinodon. That will put him in a psychosis for 24 hours. When he wakes up, he will not remember the girl or the, or the, or the friend. Jerry, Don, do you really think you're in the right to be able to be dishing out this type of advice for the people? I do, Bobby. And I, I really, deep down, I believe it.
1: All like right, I Jeff. said,
0: I, I might not take my own advice, But I will give the best advice, which is a little bit of a problem. If you're not taking your own advice, isn't it a little bit of an issue that here's this guy dishing out his own stuff, dishing out advice to people when he's not taking his own advice? I don't think so, because the people don't care about what happens to me. They care about what happens to them. Okay, look, Jerry, you do what you got to do. Let's talk business. Let's talk money. Let's get you that money back. That you had lost from Tattoo Louie, wherever the hell he may be in the world right now. Tattoo Louie himself. Let's talk money here, okay? Now, BetMGM, we know the drill, started us off with $1,000 in order to get us to $10,000. $10,000 is where we'll be allowed to cash out our money. I can't do it because you lost money to Tattoo Louie. That money stays in the bank. Till we get that ten thousand from BetMGM, before we get into any of that, say it with enthusiasm. Let the people know, Jerry Dunn, who sponsors the Brilliantly Dumb Show. Look him in the eye and say it with some passion. Here we go, Bobby. Here we go. Come on now, Jerry. Get fired up here, baby. It was always BetMGM. The long wait is over. Football Fire is back. Up. Fire and me And brand up. new customers at BetMGM Sports can kick off the season with a one hundred percent deposit match up to five hundred dollars. Simply sign up and make a deposit with the bonus code BroBible with enthusiasm. to take advantage of this offer. With enthusiasm. There's never been a better time to get in on the action other than that. BetMGM with parlay bonuses, payouts, live betting, daily odds boost, gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Jerry Don, do you have a gambling problem? I do not have a gambling problem. Hence the reason why I'm the hottest man on the planet. Okay. Yes, he is. Jerry, I will back you up time and time again. It is absolutely fascinating what you are doing to these picks. It really is. It's unbelievable. You wanted on our Patreon episode, you said, give me the Antonio Brown prop bet. We took a big hit with that Saints money line that you had. We were sitting at $3,218 till Jerry Don comes knocking and says, give me Antonio Brown prop bet. To score a touchdown for three hundred dollars, bold play. We don't mind bold here on the Brainless Dumb Show. Jerry Don, the Wild Man himself, wins us thirteen hundred fifty dollars. Jerry Diesel. That puts us at a grand total of four thousand five hundred sixty-eight dollars. Jerry, if you if you minus that from ten thousand, how much farther do we have to go to hit the ten thousand? Four thousand five hundred sixty-eight dollars. That's not bad, Bobby. And guess what? We're gonna get half of it back with this bet. Do you know the math? Could you do the math for me, Jerry? To get to ten thousand dollars, we're at four thousand five hundred sixty-eight. Would you be able to tell 4, me off 000. your head how much more we gotta go? Four. So we're at four thousand five hundred sixty-eight. Now you gotta we get gotta to get ten thousand. Two thousand eight hundred. <laughs> close. Come on, Jerry. Are you serious? Is it close? Am I close? No. I don't know the math myself, actually, Jerry, Don, but I'd say five thousand four hundred, five thousand four hundred thirty-two. 5,432. Man, you're, you're math. I mean, I'm bad at math, Jerry. You're abysmal. Yeah, I never was the best at math. Yeah, okay. Well, neither was I, Jerry, but you know what? We got a good partnership going here. We got to get to $10,000. Jerry, go ahead and talk dirty to me. What do you I got watching? a story here. Todd, we love story time here, Diesel. Now... In the fourth round of my fantasy draft, scratch that, I apologize. In the fifth round of my fantasy draft this year, I went with a rookie. And here's the reason why I went with this rookie. I seen him on Instagram catch a pass behind the back with one hand. And after that, he said, I'm the baddest motherfucking rookie in the league. Watch. I fell in love with him from then. He has done me so many things right this year in fantasy football. I mean, he took my team to the next level. This man goes by the name of Justin Jefferson. Talk dirty to him, Jerry Diesel. Talk dirty. now. This man is a complete animal. He is. He should win rookie offensive rookie of the year. He won't because it's a quarterback award. But that's here nor there. He deserves it. And I'm going to tell you something. Last week, if you were watching the game, Justin Jefferson was mic'd up. Not a lot of people caught it. I caught it because I watched, and I watched the tape. Now, Kirk Cousin was a little late throwing the ball in the back of the end zone to Justin Jefferson, and Justin Jefferson responded with, I was fucking open, Kirk. Get me the damn ball. Now, when a receiver puts that kind of pressure on a quarterback like that, best believe, the next game that he plays that quarterback is going to be looking for Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson is a mega not a lock, a mega lock to score a touchdown this week this week against the New Orleans Saints. Lock it in and Bob, I'm bumping it up from 300 to $500. Give me scary. another prop on Justin Jefferson. To score a touchdown this week against the Saints, I want five hundred on it. Five hundred dollars on that, Jerry Dunn. You realize that could... Okay, you know what, Jerry? I, I look. You didn't. You can't end- even question me no more. So no. stop it. No, you know what, Jerry? You're not wrong, and I'm not gonna question you no more. I'll take you to the promised land, Jerry Dunn. If that's what's gonna take us to get to ten thousand dollars, I'll be pulling for Justin Jefferson left and right. But we don't want him too much. Because I'm gonna tell you what I don't like, Jer. I'm gonna tell you what I love. Okay, I love the legend of Bobby Under's. I love the legend of Bobby Under's. There's nobody that likes an under more than Bobby Under's. I like to see the clock tick. I like teams that run the football. The Minnesota Vikings run the football with Dalvin Cook time and time and time again. Go ahead and slam and slam the under of 53 give me the under of 53 saints vikings and i want it to win 750 Oof, that's steep. What, yep it sure is i don't like it done i love it give me the under of 53 points for 750 now with the prop bets we got to lock it in before the game the day of the game we don't have the prop bet out yet through bet mgm we can do that though we'll update the folks i'll go on the live feed with you as well you want 500 dollars on justin jefferson correct to score a touchdown To score a touchdown. Okay, folks, there you have it. Jersey Jerry goes 500 on Justin Jefferson to score a touchdown at any time. Bobby hammers down 750 on the under. We got to get to 10,000. Bet with us. Bet against us. Just have some fun. Jerry, we will let you go, and we will also... See you in the funny papers. See you in the funny papers, Jerry Diesel. We are. It was always Dr. Don. We'll see. We are moving on. Folks, we interrupt this show to give you a brief message to let you know that the Brony Dumb Show is brought to you by Manscaped. Folks, do you have a moose near the caboose? That needs to be tamed. I am talking hairy, big, and needs some support. Thankfully, our sponsor today, Manscaped, has you covered to keep the hair looking nice and trimmed and feeling fully supported. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. The premium lawnmower 3.0 that Manscaped is out is waterproof, includes an LED light, and is made with advanced skin-safe. TM technology. Folks, take care of your nuts today. Get 20% off and free shipping with promo code BroBible, B-R-O-B-I-B-L-E at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using promo code BroBible. Folks, I can't stress it enough. Protect your nuts the right way. Any who Moving on. Well, folks, as we keep things moving along here on the Brilliantly Dumb Show, you know what I meant wanted to mention as the holiday season is upon us? How brutal is it driving somebody to the airport? And you offer because you know it's the right thing to do. You'll be talking to your friend on the phone. He'll be telling you about what time he has to leave for the airport that following day. And you're on the phone and there's this sort of awkward silence to where you know you should probably offer to take them to the airport. My advice would be, when you offer, because it's the right thing to do, and they say no the first time, leave it at that. Don't hit them with a, are you sure you don't need me to take you? You know, they're going to go, nah, nah, you don't have to do it. Do not follow up with, are you sure? Because odds are, they're looking for you to say, are you sure? That's when they're going to hit you with the, Really? Like, you know, you really don't mind? They're not sure. If they're not sure, you're not sure. Leave it at that. Offer the airport trip, but it's a one and done. If they say no, you get out of there. This way, if you offered, it's like you took them in the first place because you're still offered, but they said no. Now, months down the road, when you need to go to the airport, They'll offer you to go to the to take you to the airport because it's the right thing to do because you offered, and you're not going to hit them with a no and then wait for the are you sure? You're going to hit them with a yeah, I would love for you to take me to the airport. And it's always a hassle. Again, it's the right thing to do, but taking your friend to the airport is the worst. And my buddy, I was going to take him on a Friday. Monday through Thursday, I'm thinking, okay, I got to take him home from the airport. If he gets in at 150, by the time he gets out to baggage claim, then I'm calling him on Tuesday. Hey, are you, taking, are you checking any bags? Robbie, you don't pick me up for another three days. Do you really have to know this now? I'm just trying to time it right. Because you got you to time the airport pickup right. It's pretty brutal. Because if you get there too fast, you have the airport traffic police pushing you around, making you circle around. That's the worst. You definitely don't want that. Talk about a tough gig. I thought parking enforcement was a tough gig. How about airport enforcement just telling you to move it along every single five seconds? They're not even directing traffic. They're just telling you to move the fuck along. I feel like some of these airport workers just have post-traumatic stress and they take it home with them. You know, they say, don't bring your work home with you. They bring it home with you. This guy comes in, he sees his kid. Hey, dad, move it along, move it along, pal. Let's go, let's go. It's like, hi, dad, we're just moving along, son. Come on, take a lap. It's pretty brutal. Imagine the guy at airport security just repeating the same thing over and over and over. Phones, wallets, keys, take them out, electronics, take them out, just all day. That guy's poor wife, they're trying to sleep, and in his sleep, he's just screaming, take out your phones, wallets, keys, electronics. That guy's kids can just barely sleep on. They'll go back to sleep, honey. It's just dad again. He'll be going for a while. Phones, wallets, keys, electronics. That's a brutal gig and a damn tough one at that. You know, you go to pick your friend up from the airport and you always try and beat the system. For some reason, it's so set in stone. I have to think to myself when picking my friend up from the airport, Are they arriving or departing? I shouldn't have to think about that as long as I do. But when you're making your way up to the airport, you do think, okay, arriving or departing, technically, I guess they would be arriving because they're coming from Oklahoma to California. And you got to make that split second decision if you're going to veer off to arriving or veer off to departing. And then the rental car sign is there too. So you veer off possibly there that throws you in for another loop. It's just, it's always chaos. It's never an easy thing to do. And you always try and beat the system, especially when you're picking up from the airport. You tell your friend to go to the parting section, even though they're arriving just to try and beat the airport system makes no difference. But what I like to do sometimes when I'm picking up from the airport, I'll tell my passenger or my friend, whoever it is, meet me at departing. This way I don't have that guy telling you to move it along because there's no guy, there's no airport control, traffic control on the departing. They're only there for arriving. So I try and avoid that guy and I will tell that person to meet me in departing, even though there's arriving. It's like, you know, why do you have to try and beat the system? You know, is that really necessary, Bob? Would you just pick them up at the right time? But the whole time I'm planning this whole week out, it consumes your entire day. It may take an hour. It consumes your entire day, your entire week. And I love when you're driving your friend to the airport and you first pick them up and they tell you what airline they're flying. You got a 45-minute trip ahead of you. It's as if because you're flying JetBlue, I'm going to take a different route than I already would. We're going to the same place. Just let me know you're flying JetBlue when we get closer towards the airport. It's like, hey, buddy, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? We're flying JetBlue here today. Yeah, I sound like a taxi driver. Do you really have to let me know now? That's a little premature to be letting me know what airline you're going to be at. And I always wonder different things about security because there's so many different stores in the airport, and they're not even just airport stores anymore. Those are long gone. You got Brookstones in the airport now. you got furniture stores in the airport. Called my mom the other day. She's at the airport. I said, Mom, where are you going to your flight? She goes, yeah, I'm just looking at some furniture, some dressers right now. My mom's going to miss her flight looking at a couple lamps. They got a furniture store in the airport. If you thought checking a bag was a pain in the ass, try checking a sofa. I just don't understand these airport stores anymore. Now, there are some pretty cool airport stores. There really are. My question is, what if you just want to get to the stores? You don't have a flight. Do you still got to go through security? And I've mentioned this before on the podcast. It's like, I always wondered with these employees at, at, at airports, like the girl working the Chipotle at the airport, does she have to go through security every single time she goes to work her shift at Chipotle? Isn't that a little bit of a hassle? Imagine this girl working at the airport, Chipotle. Like, how did she know to go in there to apply for the job? Did she have to take her shoes, wallet, phones, and keys off, go through security just to put in an application? Did this girl had to book a one-way trip to Las Vegas just to buy a ticket in order to get through security just to apply for a job? Before she even applies to the job, she's 125 in the hole already. You know, the lady at the security, they won't let you buy unless you show your boarding pass. Maybe this girl who's just trying to apply to Chipotle has to go through that whole process every single time. Maybe every shift they got to buy a plane ticket just to work their shift. So they're pretty much working to lose money at Chipotle. Why not just find the Chipotle in a residential neighborhood? Why go to the airport ones? Do the airport ones pay more possibly I don't know, but there's just a bunch of chaos with taking people to the airport, going to the airport, just the whole thing just stresses you out. We all know this one. Everyone, anyone ever try and go to the airport with your parents? Flights at two p.m. They want to get there at ten a.m. just to make sure they get by security. You get to the gate, you sit down. Fuck, we're early. You know, what process do they think is going to take so long to get by security? It's the thought of getting by security that causes them to want to leave three hours in advance to not have to stress out, but they're stressing out anyway. The whole process is stressful taking off your shoes, throwing it into the bin. Then the bin comes out. You got to put on the shoes real fast because the assembly line is moving right away. You got to put your bin back on top of the other bin. Never an easy task. But folks, this holiday season, it's going to come. You're going to be on the phone with a friend. They're going to be taking a trip. And you're going to think, wow, I should probably offer to take them to the airport. Offer, check it off the list, do the right thing. But when they say no, take them for the no. That's it. Don't hit them with the, are you sure? Because they are not sure. And that's what they're looking for. And you'll end up having to take that person to the airport. Just hit them with one offer and that's it. Keep the conversation moving. Let them Uber. Everything's solved with Uber. Any who. Folks here on the Brilliant Dumb Show, we are moving on. You know what? Actually, I'm, I, I'm not done with that whole airport thing. You know, the one thing I wanted to add to when you go to pick somebody up, They got to call you three times by the time they get to baggage claim. The first call that you get from the person you're picking up is when they land. That's a very necessary phone call, without a doubt. Gives you a full idea how much longer they're going to be. Are you in the right spot? Are you timing this whole thing? Well, that's understandable. But then you get the call when they're walking out of the plane. Sometimes it's four calls. Second call, just to let you know that they're they're walking off the plane. Third call, usually it's just the three calls, is they let you know that they're going to baggage claim. Where the fuck else would you be going? No shit, you're going to baggage claim, all right? I see signs for baggage claim right there, grounds, transportation. I'm coming right. No shit. I'm sorry. I thought you were walking to the tarmac. I was actually going to swing around the airport there, pick you up on the tarmac. And then you get the call to see what door they're at. If you're flying JetBlue, you go to JetBlue. You don't got to know which door you're at. You're going to see the person standing right there. They let you know three times. Look out for the red sweatshirt. The only call that's necessary there is the call when you land. Maybe the call when you get outside. But I don't understand. I'm headed towards baggage claim call. Never understood that. No shit you're headed towards baggage claim. Now, folks, we are moving on to everybody's favorite segment. That is indeed the Ask Bob segment. Week by week, I tell you fine folks, submit your questions to the DMs to be featured for the Ask Bob segment, whether it be through the Patreon or Instagram, file them on on in. Coming in hot is a young man by the name of Chase Harrington, Yakima, Washington. Bob, just curious for your take on Charlie Woods dominating the PNC championship. You know, folks, for those of you that didn't see this PNC father-son tournament that Tiger Woods and and Charlie Woods played in, first things first, the old timers are not going to like this. I think I enjoyed this. I think I enjoyed watching this more than any other golf tournament outside of the four majors outside of the four majors watching charlie woods and tiger woods and not just them john daly and his son uh kuchner and his son watching these guys go at it w- was more enjoyable than the 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 john Deere classic in god knows where now i like that i'm a golf fan i do like that but I think they need to incorporate these things more, and they're doing a better job of it. You had the match with Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, uh, Phil Mickelson, Tiger Woods. They threw in Stephen Curry, Charles Barkley. These things are incredible. And this father-son tournament was unbelievable. Now, I, I even saw there's odds now already. Charlie Woods, who's who's 11 years old, there's odds already that you can bet in Vegas on when this guy will win a major championship. Usually for, for most kids that age, I would say, you know, take it easy on them. He, he's just a kid. You know, the bar's set too high. You kind of feel bad for the kid because they could be living in this shadow their whole, not for Charlie Woods, not for 11 year old Charlie Woods, this kid's draining 30 foot putts. And the beauty of it all is his dad, Tiger expected him to drain these putts. He didn't even give him like a big high five or smack his ass or give him a big hug. None of that. That was nowhere. He was expected to make these putts. Tiger didn't really react that much to it. If I'm on the golf course with my dad and I drain a 30 footer, And my dad isn't going fucking nuts, just going ballistic, throwing his club up in the air, ordering shots at the turn. I'm walking off the course. Charlie Woods was expected to make these shots at 11 years old. And by the way, he's got a smoother stroke than Tiger. He's got a smoother stroke than Tiger. And now you got Vegas putting out odds On when this kid will win a major championship, he's 11 years old. They got him at seven to one odds to win a major championship. If I had some dickhead out there putting odds, future odds on me at 11 years old, you know what those odds would look like? Seven to one odds to be accepted into college. Do you know what those Vegas odds would look like? 25 to 1 odds, will Robbie own an apartment by the time he's 23? Meanwhile, Charlie Woods, here's another one, 25 to 1 odds to win a Masters at some point. I don't even know if I was wiping my own ass at 11 years old. This kid's having odds put on him to win the Masters at some point. What the fuck is going on? But I thought that whole thing was, was just incredible. Tiger fully expected this kid to be pummeling balls down the fairway. Every single tee. It was unbelievable. I think they needed to be doing more stuff like this. I'm telling you, maybe a hot take. Outside of the four majors, guys, that was some of the most I've ever enjoyed watching golf. It was Unbelievable. Moving on to our next question here for the Ask Bob segment. Jeff Prather, League City, Texas. Hey, Bob, longtime listener. Patreon happy hours are the best part to my week now. My question is, how did you meet your girlfriend, and what about your everyday life changes now that you have a girlfriend? Um, Good question. I tell you, not much has really changed. uh, As far as where we met, we actually, this is really funny. We met through Caddy Reese. For those of you that have you know seen the Instagram, the, the beloved Caddy Reese, it was my first ever caddy. There's a lot of videos of us of him changing me to the five wood and me finally sticking a ball on the green and going nuts. We met through Caddy Reese. Um, caddy Reese caddied for her, I think, around after me and said, you know, you two need to meet. So not only was Caddy Reese setting up line for me and changing my irons to the appropriate yardage, he also was setting up my next girlfriend, which which... It's pretty phenomenal. I, you know, she's made a couple appearances on the Patreon Happy Hour, which is good to see. Uh, you know, I'm sure we'll be getting her on the podcast. I don't see why not. She doesn't mind the camera, doesn't mind the little limelight, which I love, which I think is perfect for me. Um, what about your everyday life changes now that you have a girlfriend? Maybe not something that changed, but something that I picked up on. She's looking for a new apartment to move into by L.A. So she was staying at my place for a week and just the different things you can pick up on with your girlfriend living with you, just the everyday things to to see how somebody approaches it differently than you and how much they can ramp up your life in the smallest things. For example, I got kind of like a bachelor pad here, but I have a drying rack in my sink. There's no dishwasher. So it's a double sink. And the drying rack is a real small rack to where I can't put enough stuff in it. So I do if I do a big thing of cooking, it's hard to fit everything on the drying rack. So some of it I had to kind of wait to wash. But this girl, that was Jerry Don calling me right there. But this girl goes to Target with me. This girl goes to Target with me. And she picks up a towel. I have no idea why she's buying the towel. She goes and just lays this thing out on the counter next to the drying rack. That's a whole new drying rack right there. That's a whole new workspace to dry my dishes. I never would have thought something like that. Something so simple, but makes all the world of the difference. Now I got my drying rack and I got something as simple as a towel next to it to dry my dishes on. I could use as many pots and pans as my little heart desires now because I have such a big workspace to dry on shit like that. In my bathroom, I had this rack where it holds the towels, but the rack that I got, it doesn't allow it to close the door. So guests would have to take a shit with the door slightly opened and that's no good for anybody, but I wasn't going to change my towel rack, that was the one that I got. I'm not gonna change it, I'm not gonna return a towel rack. So people kind of shat with the door open. She goes, buys this little sticky type thing with a couple hooks on it, plops it right on the door. Next thing you know, I got a whole new towel rack. Now you could close the door while taking a shit. Small stuff like that, folks. It's a beautiful thing. So when she comes over, I'm like a sponge. I'm watching to see every move she takes, what she's doing here, how she dries the dishes. Another thing with washing the dishes, if you can't get to the dishes that night, you put a little water in whatever it is, keep it there. This way, when it is time to clean it out, it's a much smoother transition moving the sponge around. Rather than just leaving something in the sink and now it's kind of stale and you got to scratch it off, Total game changer. You know, the other thing that I noticed with girls too, when you're in a group setting, right? And somebody takes a photo and you want to see how the photo looks. Guys look out for one another. We want to make sure all the boys look good in the photo. If we're going to post that photo, we're going to look out for our friends and make sure that it's a good picture of them. Girls, it's a total different ballgame. They have tunneled eye vision when taking a group photo. They get the photo and they just zoom in on themselves. If it's a bad picture of himself, delete it. If it's a good picture, great picture. They don't care about anything else going on in the photo. Everything in the rest of the photo could be a total murder scene. There could be dead bodies lying around. Her girlfriend has drool coming out of her. Her other friend is blackout drunk. There's vomit on her neck, just a total murder scene. But she loves the photo cause she looks good. And then it's a great photo, just a couple filter. And all of a sudden you bring that dead body back to life. It looks like it's sleeping. You could shimmy off the, 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 the vomit on that girl's neck. That'll turn out for the better. Girls have tunnel eye vision when taking photos. They see it, quick zoom in, great picture or not a great picture. No regard for anything else going on in the photo. Just something I thought of, just something I think about. Folks, that does it here. Our time. On the Burlington Dump Show, Jersey Jerry, exceptional as always. Enjoy talking to you folks back on the ones and twos, doing our thing. Folks, if you are not signed up to the Patreon yet, hop on board. We're having an absolute ball. The link is in my Instagram bio. Come join us on this movement. You get an extra vlog. You get cooking with Bob. We do the weekly Patreon happy hours. You get a free koozie to join us. In those happy hours, take that next step on the journey with us. In the meantime, folks, enjoy the holiday. Have some fun. I appreciate every single one of you listeners here on The Brilliantly Dumb Show. Enjoy the holidays. Enjoy the family. Stay away from the airport trips. Love you all. Take care now. Not today, Bubba. Go get him, Bubba. Love you. Not today, Bubba. Bubba. Gordy. Gordy, Gordy, can I bother you for a second?